Have you ever contemplated ending your relationship because of the hurt and the pain that just doesn't seem to go away? Or the broken communication that leads to fights or distance and you're not sure how to repair your marriage despite everything that you've tried? I had the awesome opportunity to work with a couple who reached out as they were on the brink of divorce. After having done multiple programs, therapy, and no matter what they did, it just wasn't working. So I knew that we had to take a totally different approach. And in fact, if you even go back and listen to episode 108, it's an episode where I took you behind the scenes and recorded an actual session where I worked with them. This is that couple. And so I wanted to do that to help you see how these tools apply to a difficult real life situation. So in less than three months, this couple went from almost getting divorced to feeling so excited and connected in their relationship again. And so today's episode is a conversation I'm having with them where they share how they got there, what were the most helpful things that they did on their journey, how he created safety in their marriage, and the totally different way they learned to process the triggers that used to cause arguments and fights in the past. So if you want some hope that it's possible for you and some tools to help your own relationship, then I'm excited to have you tune into this episode. My name is Sam Tielemans, and I'm the host of the Couples Healing Podcast. Let's jump right in. I'd love to get a sense from both of you guys, just a little bit of background on where you feel like things have been in this journey for you. I know this can feel overwhelming for people, especially if they're in the earlier phases and just kind of struggling, don't feel like they have any direction or any hope. I I think that maybe some things in your journey can relate to or resonate with a lot of people. I'd love to just hear from each of you guys where this process has taken you and what it's been like as you've gone through it. Well. I know when we first started with you, we were on the brink of divorce. She was living out in the front yard in the trailer, and she was packing up her stuff and moving out, and like it, it was, it was almost over. And you were our our last hope. I mean, literally, basically, we've done programs and programs and programs. I mean, like. I mean, they were all like couples programs. We've done like Landmark and other programs like self-help programs for yourself. But like you were the last help, the last ditch effort. And what, what you've done for us to be able to be like completing the process is just it's a night and day, in my opinion. Like we were in the dark and we did not know how to handle our triggers. We did not know how to handle our emotions. We didn't even... I didn't even know what emotions were, <laughs> let alone how to how to communicate what that what I what they were or anything, you know. And, and so, like in my opinion, your your program was night and day uh, right. improvement from where I was to where we are now. And I'm really that's really I, I really appreciate you sharing that. That's truly the goal is to help people get the tools they need to really move forward and process things differently, so they can feel differently. So I'm glad this has been really, really helpful for you. I'd love uh, even to hear your thoughts as well, Kenna, just where you feel like things had been, the progression of things, what you felt like was the biggest challenge or the struggle that were keeping you guys, you know, holding you back. What, what, what's your perspective on that? Okay. So like when I came into this, uh, this was the last thing I was going to do, like as far as work on yeah. this marriage yeah. um and uh that was that like um i had already been listening to your podcast and i had 
done your betrayal trauma program. It helped me to make a strategy and a plan. It helped me to learn how to set boundaries. And um, so I had set boundaries and, and I set consequences for them. And I had, you know, made a whole plan of action so that I could have safety and security. <laughs> and so, because um, he wasn't going to bring it, that was for sure. Yeah, that's where my mindset was. I thought he was a narcissist, full on. Uh, I watched a lot of videos on narcissism, and uh, he had all those traits and the gaslighting and all that insanity. Oh my goodness! Okay, so you came along, and and um, I did not believe in the program, especially like after a couple of sessions. I mean, it was things were changing. Like after the first session, things changed in our marriage. But I was like, when are we going to get to his issues, like <laughs> his porn <laughs> issues and his addiction issues and this whole thing, this rock that was in the middle of the way. Um, and I think I even talked to you about that, like middle, middle on, even though I was feeling different and I was feeling more secure and more safe from the get go. Um, that was probably one of my biggest barriers. But then I just finally clicked i guess um you know that the whole attachment thing the whole being connected the whole sharing and opening up and just the process of doing that same thing over and over again in session rewiring the brain to recognize the cycle you know like and and then and then it wasn't healthy that you're never going to cycle again. Healthy was getting out of the cycle quickly. So wrapping my brain around that it really was this dysfunctional um, place that we took ourselves when we were in that, you know, fight and freeze, freeze mode. Uh, I go to a really ugly place. You know, that cycle is a really ugly place. And that's where I would process. I'm leaving him. This is how I'm doing it. And this is where I'm going. And yep. this is why and blah, blah, blah. But when I wasn't cycling, I did reflect. And when I wasn't cycling, we were connected, you know, like, and we, I was wanting to move forward with him and all those times, but we'd cycle on a daily. So on the daily, I hated him and wanted to leave him. And so like now, a lot of layers to that. You're right. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. And now like, um, uh, you know, realizing that I'm triggered, like, um, is super important for me, for my own health mm -hmm. and realizing my trigger and processing my triggers at this point is becoming healing because as you've shown us, we can remove those triggers by sharing. Right, right. She was triggered this morning by a word that I said, just a simple word. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you know, that word really triggered me. And uh, I'm feeling, you know, and she let me know what, how she was feeling. And, and I was like, wow, I'm so sorry. I didn't even realize that that little word would trigger you so badly. And, and you know, and we were able to just like, boom, immediately. It was like, it, it was amazing yeah that's that's a huge part of this right is just having the ability to talk through triggers because they don't like in 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 a general way the idea of a trigger is like some event some interaction some some experience creates this like negative feeling inside of us that happens to every human being and for you guys to have worked so hard to develop the skills to know then how to talk about it differently because how how might have that conversation 
you referenced the cycle, Kenna. I think that's a great insight. I think so many couples get stuck in their cycle and they don't know how to get out. How how would that have gone differently if you were to have gotten stuck in that? Oh, outfit? I would have stood on it. I would have okay. stood in my head on it. Yep. It would have built up inside. Just like yesterday, I was triggered yesterday over a totally different circumstance and nothing to do with him over something that was going on and i was triggered and so i went out to my trailer which is my safe spot <laughs> and i had a good cry and i grieved stuff that was going on in my family and this deeper level of thing that was really going on inside of me yesterday but this this higher like thing that was in natural mode happening was the upsetting thing. Right. But really when I just went out to my trailer and sat by myself and processed it, I just like sat there and bawled and really released like this super negative energy that I was holding on to that had nothing to do with yesterday's trigger. Yes. And so it's like, now that I'm like, learned how to do this trigger work like this is really good for me personally because like i was being triggered daily throughout the day by all kinds of things because i have a bunch of shit from my childhood a bunch of stuff sure. from my childhood yep. that is traumatic you know and but like now that i'm in a safer place i'm able to just go and cry it out and leave it behind me yeah like walk away from it you know, and so it's like we're having healing in our relationship, but through the work that we've learned how to deal with these triggers, I'm having like some deep healing in my life and in my soul. Yeah, which again, I think is it really speaks to how much good work you guys have put in to create this space. I think it's this type of work. It's like a two birds for one stone. Meaning when people learn how to come together and create safety and feel seen, feel understood, it helps strengthens us and it strengthens us on an individual level too. So like you said, you can process your triggers differently. Things just feel differently individually as well as in the relationship because there's not like the, the relationship isn't a source of all the tension and pain how, how it had been versus it's now a source of now I've got a space to talk. I've got safety. We can interact differently. It just changes things on on both levels. And Dave, that, that's something that I remember you talking about when we were about halfway through. You said that you noticed your triggers, though those either started to diminish or disappear as you were connecting together. Can you speak a little bit about your experience with, as you learned how to connect and process how you felt differently, that that became... And that became the source of like this like sense of freedom for you individually from the triggers of the pornography. Well, like the so the the biggest thing for me was when we were disconnected, was when I I would act out. You know, is when I would go and, you know, I would go and cope, as you put it. You know, go and cope from my addict, go and cope from my addiction. And so, but when we're when we're connected, that that feeling it just completely dis dissipates and is gone because we're connected on a, on a deeper level and. That urge it just it just completely went away and it was it was non-existent. When we're disconnected, I, I hate everybody, I hate everything, and I can say yeah. screw it all yeah. and nothing else matters to me. And I'm just gonna throw it all away like divorce and it's just all out the window and to heck with everything, you know? Yeah. But when we're connected, then and things are actually going well and she's making and 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 it feels like 
I'm actually contributing to her and doing well and, and that, you know, and that so the so the biggest thing for me was is that I did not want to let her down and I didn't want to fail her like everybody has failed her in her life. And so I didn't want to be the one to fail her. And so when I felt like I was failing her, it was horrible to me. But when I actually got the confirmation from her that I'm not failing and that she sees my effort and that she sees that I'm trying, then that's all that I felt was just the joy and the 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 happiness that we had because I wasn't failing. Yeah. I'm not a failure. Yes. And that's such a huge thing that we want to have reassurance around is that we're not failing. We're not failures. Our efforts are meaningful that we're able to connect, that we're going to make it through this. It's it's a huge impact in such a positive way. I, I wonder, even as you're describing that, what do you notice as you talk about like how, how much of a difference that's made for you guys to know how to communicate to get those needs met? Well, I'm shaking inside because I'm just so happy. I mean, I'm almost just, I'm, I'm almost in tears because it, it's, it's, a new way that we've never had, that we've never even discussed. I mean, we've always been the accountability, take your breaks, do your own work, go and do this work and go and just process on your own, you know, do your, do it all separately. And so, but when we're doing it together, it makes it so much easier because I don't feel like I'm alone. Yeah. And that's such a key part that I think so many people who have such good intentions, they unintentionally miss that aspect that makes a world of difference. If you're doing it on your own, it's a struggle. It's a huge struggle because not only are you carrying the weight of all this pain, both people, but shame then if you guilt. don't have a, what's that? And shame and guilt. And shame and guilt, and everything that goes with that. Of course, there's so much, so many layers of that. If you carry that by yourself, it, it just makes it so much harder to try to process and deal with that. We're, we're just not designed to do life alone. And so even though we have individual you know, growth to achieve, we can still do that in the safety of a relationship. Mm -hmm. I remember, Kenna, when you talked about when you had triggers earlier on and you were learning how to, how, how to, when you both were learning how to come together to process those triggers so you didn't feel alone in those, I remember you talking about how big of a difference it made when you felt off and you could go to him and he would respond differently and have this compassion for you. Can you describe a little bit about the impact for you when you didn't feel like you had a place to share and then when you did, what effect did that have? So when I didn't have a place to share, he was unsafe. So I was full of fear and scared to even say something because I didn't know if he was going to go off on it or whatever, you know. So it was just a confusing, like, mess inside, you know, because nothing nothing hit well then. But when, when I, like this week, for instance, I shared something I hadn't shared with him. I was going to wait till session. I had prayed on it, like, didn't want to share it with him because the old Dave would have i know how he would respond like we've been together long enough yeah. that if a controversial thing with an outside person came up he was gonna go let that person know all about it okay. like a pit bull kind of thing uh -huh, and so yeah. i didn't want this to happen um and so i was withholding this thing and so um finally this week though because this happened probably a month and a half ago like around when we started 
working with you or so. But anyways, um, I opened up about it and the response was completely different than ever before. He didn't go nutso. He maintained a calmness. He let me share. He received my share. And I felt like so safe and secure because this was a different experience. And I've been all along saying, I need more experiences. I need more experiences of this new way of being because I have so many freaking experiences of this old way of being that that's all I know. I'm only prepared for that, you know? And so like getting these new ways of him not doing what he's always done, um, you know, gives me a sense of security. It gives me peace. It gives me hope. It it makes me feel safe. I can know, you know, that the next thing that comes up, I don't need to wait so long because he's in a different place than, than that. Yes. He's in a totally different place mentally. And when you know that he's in a different place, what feeling does that create in you? Well, like I said, the whole safety, you know, and knowing like being secure and knowing that I can talk to him about something without him just blowing it out of proportion, you know, um, is huge because um, it it eliminates that fear that I was just covered with, you know, I was just, I was just in a dark cloud of fear and insecurity which of and course, that cloud that cloud i feel is is gone and i have hope and i have more peace and i have more security and you know all of those things yeah and that's because that's he, he wants to comfort me like um especially in regards now to his addiction and so he's been very open very calm very sensitive to me and you know anytime no problem it doesn't make me feel bad he's open book and like there's not this old way of gaslighting me and making me feel like i'm crazy and all this other kind of stuff yeah you know it's like you got to do what you got to do for as long as you got to do it which that mentality is so so helpful of i'm here to support you if you want to take a look at my phone i'm totally good with that And the energy that goes around that, I think that in and of itself, those types of responses in and of themselves also creates more safety. I think that's where people start to lose this, like, I don't, I don't need to look anymore because I can feel that it's different. And for you guys to have that energy in the relationship, I think it's contributing to that, which is huge. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Something that you were saying, I'd love to check with you, Dave, as she was describing that. What do you feel like helped you? operate differently because i think many couples experience that cycle that you guys outlined where it's difficult to talk don't know how he's going to respond you've come it's been a night and day change from what you described to how you operate now can you share anything that you feel like had been helpful so maybe somebody else can try to implement Mm -hmm. something similar well to be perfectly honest it was um it was really dealing with my triggers Okay. I had some pretty awful triggers of some pretty bad beatings and stuff that I took from my dad and some just some terrible stuff that I was running through my head. And, you know, and so <clears throat> when the cycle would start, I would just take that out on her because I would feel like that little child again and defenseless and, you know, and, and so 
So the it was the biggest thing for me was really just figuring out those triggers and and rewiring them in my brain and realizing that I am not that nine-year-old child anymore. I'm not being abused by my dad anymore. I can I, I'm an adult. I can make choices for myself and and I can stand up for myself in a different way. I don't need to stand up for myself in in such a harsh way because this woman is not trying to hurt me she's not ever going to try to hurt me like like my dad used to try you know and so and so for me it really was just dealing with i mean i, I know going back to the past was a, a lot of it but giving just giving myself the the new names in my head the new you know the instead of that i'm worthless that i'm a loser that i'm no good that i'm never going to amount to anything Instead of looking at what I've done and where I've been and how how could somebody have created this and built built a business with my wife and have this house that we have, you know, I can't be loser and worthless and for all that, you know. So it's really it was really just re renaming all the negative tapes that I've had in my head and just rewiring my brain. I think that that the new works. empowering meaning and, and, of, yes. and of course God being being yes. at the backbone of everything you know I couldn't have done any of this without my Lord and Savior Jesus. Mm -hmm. I think having that spiritual foundation can be so helpful for me personally. It's tremendously helpful. It sounds like for you guys as well, and being able to start to build on that foundation, change these new change these beliefs. That's some of the most. That's the work I think is so, so valuable is when people are breaking old beliefs, changing new beliefs into new beliefs. And like you said, kind of changing the meanings, right? If he's, this is just kind of outlining the cycle, right? When you guys got stuck, if you got the message, Dave, from her that you were letting her down, it landed right on those old wounds. I'm failing. That's right. I'm no good, right? You'd see her frustration. Mm -hmm. It would tell you in the pattern, I'm not, I'm failing. And then in the pain of failing, that's when you'd react, right? It's like, forget this whole thing, divorce, I don't want to do this. That really that really wasn't what you were feeling, meaning that's not really what you wanted to have happen. But right. the reaction to the pain, it seemed like, well, it sent her the message, oh, he doesn't he doesn't care. He doesn't want to be around me. Can you describe a little bit more about when you realized and started working through that, how you started, how you used to see it and how you see it now? Just how that cycle has played out for you individually and how that it showed up and as she saw it. So like like I said, as as I used to see myself, I used to see myself as a as a, a no good loser POS, you know, when a POS was a big one because that's what my dad used to always call me. And that's how I grew up, you know, because I because I, I wasn't smart enough to do anything. And so and so I, rewiring, I mean, and living in living with that was very painful for a long time. And so rewiring that was basically just me coming down to the simple fact of is that, you know, I, I'm not at POS because I'm a family man. I, I have a wife. I have my little sister. I have my little I have my little nephew that looks up to me. And, and so I'm not that POS that that, I, that my dad made me out to be. And, and so the, the biggest thing was just really figuring that out and discovering that on my own. And and you know like i am not a failure and 
that that was one of the hardest things for me to come up with because I that's what I really don't want to do. I felt like I've failed all my life because letting my dad down and that's all I ever wanted to do was just, you know, yeah. do right by him. And yeah. I felt like I could never do right by him, even in my adult life, as I had a successful business and I'm buying my own home, doing better than he is, and he still can't even yeah. give me any kind of kudos or anything like that. And so I just realized that, that, you know, that I am a good family man and that I take care of my family better than uh, than uh, I than my father could. And you grew up, and yeah. Then I grew up. That I'm definitely doing. I'm taking care of my family better than I grew up. Which I think you can feel proud of, knowing you've been working so hard to be different and to break these old chains and to do this whole thing differently, so you can set the example for you and your family moving forward. So they have a different model, a different role model for this. I think it's huge. Right. It's, it's worth. It's of course worth like celebrating that. It's deserved the right. work that you put into that. One thing, right. and think- I can, and I've even been using the tools with my nephew. You know, when I can definitely tell when he's disconnected, and and when he's disconnected, I can easily come right back and start comforting and validating and reassuring him. And he's easy to come and snap right back, like you know, especially with a six-year-old, he snaps back super fast. And you know, so it is actually helping me to be a better role model to him too. And so hopefully he'll be able to grow up and be healthier and not have all of these negative tapes from his childhood that for I sure. had to grow up with. For sure. I think you're setting such a good example for that. Something that you just said a minute ago, just as we were referring to, it's so common for couples when they get stuck into their pattern is when one person reacts, it lands on the wounds of the other person. So that one person's protection, which is either like fight or flight, right? It's either anger, frustration, or shutting down. So often that reaction lands on the biggest fears of the other person. So this is kind of, as you guys mapped out your cycle and started to interact differently, when you saw her protection, which would be either the frustration or anger or just the distance, it would send you the message and land on that sensitive spot. It would send you the message, I'm failing again. Right. And in that moment, when you started to get the sense that you're failing, that's when the anger would come out because you want right. you would want to fight against that and 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 defend against and the defend. fact that you're not failing. Right. Yeah. You defend. Right. And she would see the defensiveness and not understand it was coming from this longing of I want to get this right so bad. She oh, would just see God. that kind of tense energy and it would send her the message, you know, I- I'm not safe. He doesn't really care how I feel because look how he's responding. I can't even talk to him. So she would retreat even further. That cycle kept you guys stuck as it does for so many couples. What would you say were some of the things or one of the things that you feel like helped you talk together differently in those moments? Well, I I had to stop telling myself those negative tapes and I had to realize when she was sharing and those negative tapes were starting to play in my head, I had to stop those right then and there, and I had to be the observer, and I had to be there for her and realize that this isn't about me right now. This is her share. I need to set myself aside and just focus on her pain and actually be empathetic and feel her pain so that way I can comfort her and reassure her and validate her pain, and so that way I could give her that safe place to be able to share 
Yeah. And when I watched you guys do that in session, when that was what we were focusing on, it was, it was, it's truly so amazing to see people have even just one conversation of doing it differently so they can then get their footing. Like it feels, I remember you referenced our first session, Kenna. I remember after the very first session, we checked in the next week and you're like, we had a totally different conversation during the week. I felt triggered. I shared with him. He responded with compassion. It was so different. And like, it, it was a big stepping stone to help you guys keep building. And so I really like that idea, Dave, of starting to challenge or how you challenge these beliefs about you that when she uh-huh. was sharing, it wasn't about you in, in a good way, meaning it wasn't like, oh, I'm failing. It's, hey, she's struggling. I want to be there to comfort her, which then would help you respond differently, which then kind of when he started to interact out of the cycle, is that kind of what it created in you was more of that safety, what you'd mentioned earlier? Oh, yeah, for sure. I need, I definitely need those new experiences of a totally different way of being and the more that I get them, the better that I feel. The quicker we get out of the cycle now, the better I feel. So, yeah. like, I, I have discovered, like, the immediately going into the cycle, I'm just, like, angry. But then I stew and dwell in the cycle. Mm-hmm. And that progresses, you know, to having feelings I don't want to have, like, yep. you know, rage and hate. Yep. And so stepping out of that cycle. Yeah. Getting out quicker. I never get to the rage and the hate because it's like, oh, I'm triggered. I, I'm triggered right now. I'm triggered. I recognize it. Like, yes. and that's like, that's like, um, you know, red flag. Like I need to, I need to step out of where I'm at right now. I need to step back and observe it. I need to process that. Like what's going on? Why am I feeling weird inside like you kept having me how does that feel inside of you and so now like when i have a knot in my throat or a tightness in my chest it's like what what is that feeling about where is this coming from like a lot of times i'll feel it that way before emotionally i'll be checked that i'm triggered because Mm -hmm. we did that um feeling work in the body and so like for me that's super helpful okay good i'm glad because that piece right there that's one thing that I really admired is when you guys are doing this, when you notice those feelings, instead of reacting in the cycle, the goal is to take those feelings to then share them with the other person so they can support you. That's the piece I feel like so many people miss out on is not getting that support and compassion and comfort they need when they're struggling. What was that process like for you as you learned to come together in a different way where you could share with him? And him responding to you differently. What? How would you describe that process? Um, it was a struggle to get it straight in my head because I was so used to cycling, you know, so mm-hmm. used of the old process. Mm-hmm. I call it the old way and the new way kind of thing. And so it was really breaking down, you know. I, I had listed my old way and my new way of the, how we believed the emotions that were happening in both the good way and the bad way. And then what that looked like and broke down to. So then I could actually see, you know, that this dysfunctional cycling way was crazy, but this new way, this new way had these new outcomes, you know, totally different, bizarre, weird, 
couldn't believe it was working because it's a little hokey, I'll be honest. But <laughs> um, uh, implementing those new ways or when I was in the cycle, I would go and look at that. I would go and look at that to see like this is this is this is it's going on again. It's just happening again. It's just the same stuff again and again. And all I really need to do is is get to this new way now you know, and yeah. go share which, with him. Which is sharing your heart. Right, and just yeah. share. I'm feeling like this. I'm scared right now because of this. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so it, it was very difficult in the beginning. Instead yeah. of, when you do this very and blah, blah, and blah, blah, you know, and instead of that, it's it's way different than, I'm feeling afraid right now because of this. It's It's totally different. And he would call it my rackets, but I would do my share. And then I would add on to my share a whole bunch of garbage. That would hurt. (laughs) That was hurtful. That would hurt, right? Uh Definitely. Because I was pissed, you know? I was just hurt. Of course. Angry. Yeah. And uh, sometimes we would have the conversation several times, go into the cycle several times. He still wasn't getting it. Like, (laughs) you know, I can't slap him upside the head, but I wanted to. Sure. It still hurt. Right, because yes. he wasn't getting it and wasn't getting it and wasn't getting and then once he finally got it it was like okay like i think there's so much value in taking some time to reflect to get a better sense of what's actually happening because once you have clarity it's like oh this is about i'm scared this is about fear now you can go and share that clear message with him of i'm scared right now he can work with that so differently then, like you said, when you would share and then all this other stuff would go with it, he'd feel overwhelmed and think like, I, I, what do I even do with this? This hurts to hear. Then he would get defensive because he's hurting. Right? That would be absolutely that same pattern that so many couples get stuck in. It's so common. So I love mm-hmm. the idea of the work that you guys have done, which is you can get a sense of what this is really about to share that clearly. So the conversation takes a totally different turn. Is there anything that you feel like if you if you had to do this all over again, knowing what you know now, what would you say you would do differently looking back now knowing what you do know, just in hopes that when somebody hears this, they can consider implementing one, two, few, you know, however many things, just what you'd do differently to help you guys achieve the success and the growth that you have. So if I would have done anything differently, I would have known right off from the bat that I could have come to her at any point and talked to her when I was having my the urges to go and watch pornography or I was feeling the, the urge to cope or, or having any kind of senses like that. I, I would have known that I would have just been able to come to her and I would have been able to talk to her and she would have received me in a, in a different way than just having to catch me and bust me and do it all that way. You know, I, I would have done that differently if I could have done anything differently. Okay. Yeah, that's helpful. So for you, even more more open and honest. Okay. So more open and honest. What what do you just to piggyback off of that? A part of what I know that you'd learned as we've done this is, or maybe you can even speak to that. When you notice the triggers, what were some of the underlying feelings or some of the roots of what was driving that? Because those are the things, like you said, if you could share that with her and let her in, like, hey, I'm struggling, and this is why. This is what I'm noticing. What would you say some right. of those underlying things were for you? Um, definitely, like it was always usually just a, a sense of not being enough, a sense of letting her down, a sense of unlo- being unworthy, unloved. 
failure. Being a being a, a fear of failure for sure, because I, I I never wanted to fail her. Of anybody, I don't want to fail her. Mm-hmm. I don't want to let her down. Yeah. And so if I would have known that, I just could have come to her at any time and been like, hey, that comment makes me feel like I'm letting you down instead of justifying and, you know, or that comment is, you know, bringing up this in me. It's bringing up a fear of failure in me or it's bringing up this instead of justifying and saying, well, I've done this and I've done this and I've done this and I go to church and I'm a deacon and blah, 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 you know, or whatever, you know, instead of justifying and uh, instead I I can actually just be like, you know, I'm afraid right now that I'm letting you down and I don't want to let you down. Is there, am I doing something that is wrong or can, can we talk about this? And she's always open. Always open. That's so huge, Dave. I really want to highlight that for everybody listening too, because that truly is like those two reactions are in different universes, right? Defending, justifying, getting upset, all of that. It makes sense why you would want to do that. Because if you're hurting mm-hmm. that you've let her down, you're going to want to try to explain it and help her see like, no, I'm not a failure because look at all this stuff I've done, which when she hears that she, you guys miss, you're talking past each other, right? Because then she's like, he's not hearing me. He doesn't understand me. My pain doesn't matter. He, I have no place to talk. It's a total unintentional miss. And I love how you captured it, that when something stings and it lands on you, it's now the understanding of, I can just go to her and say, hey, when you said that, this is how I, it landed on me in this way. It makes me, it just brings up this fear that I'm failing you. Can we talk? Totally different interaction that happens because Mm -hmm. as he learned how to do that what influence or impact did that have on you when he let you into his heart and shared more vulnerably this is where i am right now what effect did that have on you Uh, that definitely was critical in me experiencing a new kind of man you know, because instead of him flipping it on me, accusing me, gaslighting me and turning it in to something all about him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, Which is it, so was common, right? it was, yeah. vul- he, he was vulnerable, you know, uh, sincere, honest, obviously. Yeah. Like, um, so. And if I can ask you quickly. It's a completely different man. That's right. That's exactly right. It's a totally different man. And I wondered when he was vulnerable and let you in in a different way how did you feel towards him oh definitely more safe um more compassion towards him yeah which is so different than how you right in the first part of when we started talking you thought full like full on he's he's a narcissist right you saw him so differently when he reacted in his pain with his protection right? Defend, explain all that. It's like, oh, he must be, he's narcissistic. There's no space for me. I don't matter. It's all about him. Now going through this process, having both this realization of, oh, that's just protection. He's not some narcissist. He's protecting because he's hurting. Now he just can tell you directly, I'm having a hard time right now. I just feel scared or I'm feeling hurt. Like you said, it's a totally different, you see him totally differently. Right. If he wasn't doing all of those things and he was still gaslighting me and flipping it on me and defending all the time, we wouldn't be sitting here. There's no way, right? There's no way. It's no. not sustainable. No, it was yeah. over. 
Yes. I couldn't continue it. Yep. I was over it. And he was over it too. Yeah, it doesn't work for either of you guys. But the great thing is that, you know, even if we end up in a divorce down the road, you know, maybe we'll be healthy in our next relationships. But I mean, obviously we don't want to go there like now. So we were on this journey together doing all these programs, trying to heal ourselves. And um, we did, we went through adult children of alcoholics together and, and, and that really clued us into how screwed up we were. And um, I've been in therapy my whole life uh, because of my childhood traumas. And um, so I already knew that we both knew we were CPTSD, you know, complex post-traumatic stress disorder. And so we learned in adult children that we were triggering each other, but that did not help learning it. Right. What helped <laughs> is eliminating the triggers. That's, that's right. What, that's what this was life changing for me. That's what this was life changing for because I went through my whole life through all these programs and all this counseling. Um, I did some EMDR that did some trigger work and eliminated a lot of triggers in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still was full of triggers. And so what you showed us is how to you know eliminate those triggers so that we can actually be healthy i mean i didn't even know what healthy was when i started on the journey yeah or if healthy was even possible yeah i hadn't really met a healthy person i felt yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) man i just i really appreciate you guys sharing the lessons that you've learned because i know so many people are on this path and they feel alone they feel just like hopeless there's no like you like you just described at the very beginning it's like this is the last hope We've done everything we can think of, but when you started to learn how to release, remove the triggers, find closure between you guys, interact differently, get comfort and support mm-hmm. from each other, it truly just changes the whole, the the picture of what the future can be. And for the feelings of safety mm-hmm. and warmth and excitement that's there, it's like, it's so cool mm-hmm. to see people go through this process. And my hope is as other people hear this, they feel encouraged and inspired knowing they can do this too. You guys described both of you. There's been there has been so much trauma in your individual histories, yet despite all that trauma, it's still possible to work through this. You can still find peace. You can still find healing and happiness, despite where things have been. It just again, I just admire the work that you guys have done because I know this is it's not a it's not some easy road, but putting in the work and getting the results as you go, it's it's just so encouraging to see. Mm-hmm. Any- we thank you sam uh we thank you very much i made this binder as we went and printed off all the tools that we did so when um i cycled through the process i would you know turn to it and like look at things and process things and um all the different tools you gave us are tremendous and they're not just going to help us with our marriage but they're going to help us be better people Thank you so much for the feedback. And also the connection that we've been able to develop between each other has also helped us with other addictions. I quit smoking through all of this. We've been able to quit smoking and we've been successful at it. We haven't bought a pack of cigarettes in two months. And, you know, that connection is that connection is just helping us with other addictions as well. So it's not just a pornography addiction that connection can help with. That's such a great insight. I'm with you. I believe that too. I just, I, I love the, the, the fact that this impacts other areas of life in such a positive way. So again, I just want to thank you guys for your willingness to share your story. I just, I really do hope this 
inspires other people to let them know it's possible. You don't have to stay stuck forever. And you guys being an example of just doing the work and then getting the, the results that you're hoping for, I, I really appreciate you guys being willing to share. Thank you.